Hey, it's Neville Medora here, and today is the stupid email for Friday, July 16, 2021, which means swipe, thought, uplifting, picture, interesting, and drawing. So let's get straight into it. The first swipe I have here is, <laughs> it's a hilarious picture of a colored 7-Up bottle that's green being fed to this baby, and this baby is just loving drinking this 7-Up bottle, and it's it says, why we have the youngest customers in the business, and it basically goes on to say that you should give your kid seven up your toddler it says when it comes to toddlers it's like if they like being coaxed to drink their milk try this add seven up to the milk in equal parts pouring the seven up gently in the milk it's a wholesome combination and it works now look i'm no uh doctor musician over here but i don't think you're supposed to like feed your baby seven up i doubt it would like hurt it but it doesn't seem like it should be recommended advice. But anyways, health standards in the 1950s were hilariously different. So uh, checking out this magazine ad for giving Seven Up to soda, Seven Up soda to toddlers is a, <laughs> it's just pretty hilarious. It makes me laugh. I gotta admit, overall it's a pretty good ad. I mean, it might be wrong, but it's a good ad. <laughs> um, here's a thought: to write better, you should think like a very dumb caveman. Okay, so like me no like this boring. That's how a prehistoric dumb caveman might sound. He's really basic and says what's on his mind with zero filter at all. So think like that caveman, and I bet your subconscious thoughts will flow through much better. So for example, if you're reading a book and being like, well, I don't think that this book is satisfying me, you just be like, this book boring, no one care, shut. Or like, this make me sad, me no watch. Or this product dumb, me hate this. Basically, you speak with a simple and raw voice, and your true thoughts about something come through without your rational side getting in the way. I actually use this all the time when reading and editing and redoing copy for people, and including myself. If I'm reading something and I'm just like falling asleep, I'm like, this is stupid, and I just like delete it. I, if it's not keeping me awake, uh, I just delete it. I don't care. It's done. And you got to use the caveman voice to do that because the problem is your brain starts rationalizing why something should be there. You're like, well, I mean, it does say this, but the caveman will tell you right away, no, get rid. So use the caveman voice. Here's something uplifting. Well, I don't know about for you, but for me, <laughs> I'm at the tail end of most of my house improvements. And one of the last things I'm doing is getting grass cloth wallpaper installed in my home office. So this is wallpaper with dead grass weaved in with like these little tiny little strings. So it's super textury, which is important because its main function is to absorb sound. Yes, um, hopefully it looks good. That's one function, but mainly I just want it to absorb sound. So this installation is much more involved than regular wallpaper, which is you know reasonably easy because like this stuff is just way thick and it's temperamental. Like you can't cut it very straight. Uh, because it's like all textury and it's got grass and when the when the strings break that hold the grass it sticks out it's a whole deal right so i have to keep the whole downstairs of my house at 80 degrees while this one room adheres to the wall <laughs> and i'm not exactly happy about this because it's uh summer in texas and it's already hot so um, i like to keep my place like an icebox normally so i'm sitting downstairs recording this right now <laughs> it's, it's just like not that hot but it, it is a little bit uncomfortable for me um, previously the office had these bare white walls which didn't make for the best background but also it creates a decent amount of echo um, whenever you have a bunch of white walls just just kind of facing each other it has potential to create echo uh, putting furniture definitely helps a lot so when i put the rug down and stuff it helps quite a bit but right now it's decently echoey and it's kind of annoying when we do interviews and stuff like that especially if someone like me talks really loud
So the grass cloth paper is coming along slowly, and I'll share pictures of uh, the finished office and studio next week. Um, here is a interesting picture, and it's about these super cheap grill mats that, man, it, it's like the best invention ever. So you put this little mat, it looks like a table mat, but it's uh, these particular ones at least are all black. And I don't know what like magic material these things are made of, but you basically put them directly on the grill um, and it keeps all the juices from like your meat or veggies or uh, fruits or whatever um, on the mat and it cooks in the juices. So everything just tastes better when you grill on it. It's kind of crazy. Um, you could also chop things really small so it won't fall. And you can also just throw them in the dishwasher or just, you know, hand clean them. So I, I don't know what these things are made of. I don't know where I, uh, I found them because my friend Noah was using them. And he just said someone just randomly gave them to him. He loves them too. So I don't know. These things are awesome. I can't believe I didn't know about them before. So useful, really easy. Love them. Anyway, here's something interesting. Um, I just did an interview with the CEO of AppSumo, Eamon Al-Abdullah on how people get featured on AppSumo's 1 million plus customer list. So this is a common question I get because people know my involvement with AppSumo and they're always like, hey bro, how can I get on uh, AppSumo? Can you just put my product on there? And um, <laughs> well, I wanted to ask Eamon directly, like who better to know than the CEO of like how to get your product featured on AppSumo. So um, I'd be doing these little interviews in my home office and I, I love it. Instead of having to go to a separate studio, it's cool to have the guests come and hang out with me for a while and like see, see the house and hang out, maybe go for a walk, go down the street to a, to a bar or something like that. It's pretty fun. Um, I've been enjoying doing it. And um, I'll be publishing a full email with interesting findings from this specific interview, but here are some random uh, snippets. So one thing was uh, courses on AppSumo. We sell tons of courses, but nowadays software outsells courses by 10 to one. And one of the things we were talking about inside the interview was that with a course, you're actually giving people more work, right? Like if I say, here's this course, take it. Now you have to go sit down for hours and spend your time doing this. Whereas software often just does something for you. So, you know, if you want to make a YouTube thumbnail and use Canva, well, it just kind of like does it for you. You don't really have to do anything. So I think software is kind of sometimes a better proposition than a course. Now, um, you also get to see trends. So he was talking about that like four years ago, learning how to code was totally cool. Remember, like everyone was like, learn to code, learn to code, learn to code. And you just don't hear that anymore. And what happened is people realized that learning to code is very difficult. You have to have a pretty good understanding of math and English and logic. And so now, four years later, these no-code tools are far more popular. Um, you also get to see some other uh, trends. Like, so for example, he said that whenever courses do really well in AppSumo, they are commonly being used as lead generation. So they'll give away like a free course to get people's email and attention and then try to upsell on something more expensive. Um, they're also used as thought leadership. Like if you put out a course on SEO, you're kind of seen as somewhat of an expert on SEO. And then mainly upselling higher costs and services and products, right? It, it used to just be like the point of a course was to sell that course and you make money and that's it. Now it's almost like a lead generation type thing, which is kind of interesting. At least that's the uh, what they're seeing at AppSumo. Um, oh, here was a really cool thing. Um, building the AppSumo customer avatar. Um, I was actually surprised by this because it's, uh, uh, it's, the beauty was in the simplicity. A lot of times people try to make what they're called their customer avatar. And I would hear all these exercises of like, think about who your average customer is. What does it feel like when they wake up in the morning? How many kids do they have? And you'd basically build this generic average person. That's not a real person, it's just an amalgamation of all your customers. 
And what Eamon said was actually really interesting. He's just like, yeah, we have an ideal customer named marketing agency, Matt. And he, we were like, how did you come up with that? Like, where did that come from? He's like, yeah, we, we saw all these like stupid customer avatar exercises and we're going like the, the whole leadership team was going all in depth in it. And he was just like, wait, wait, okay, let's do, get all the customers on a list. Who spent the most money? Look at those top 10 customers. Who are they? It turns out they were like marketing agencies. So they're like marketing agency, Matt. And uh, marketing agency, Matt, they said, buys a lot of SEO tools, design tools, social media tools, et cetera. And so he said that their average customer is this person because the likelihood of the pizza shop down the street will purchase like 10 pieces of software is very low. However, marketing agency, Matt, will do that every year. Maybe every month he might buy 10 different things for his agency. So that's why marketing agency Matt is their ideal customer avatar they sell to. And I just thought that was really interesting. Take your top customers and who is the top spenders? And those are your customers. Now, he also had a little caveat if you watch the interview that says, if you don't like that top selling customer, it's probably not gonna work. You gotta go for the customers you like for the most part. Um, he had, and one more interesting thing here, he had three levers that grow a business. And this was actually taken from Jay Abraham. Uh, number one, the number of customers, number two, average order value, and number three, repurchase rate. And you can use, actually use that formula to figure out someone's revenue. You just take number of customers times the average order value times their 12 month repurchase rate. And that equals any company's annual revenue. It's kind of cool. Now here is a little drawing about happiness. And it says input, happy stuff, get happy thoughts. Input sad stuff, get sad thoughts. And it's just a, you know, like a little smiley face is going into a bigger smiley face and little sad face is going into a bigger sad face. So your brain is kind of like a sponge. If you feed it negativity and anger all day, well, it's gonna reflect that. And if you feed it fun and positivity all day, it will usually reflect that. So if you analyze what you feed your brain all day, uh, you can find out kind of what your mood is gonna be like. Um, so are you watching news all day that reports all the bad things in life? Well, let me guess that this will affect your thinking negatively. And do you follow people on social media who make you angry or constantly complain? Well, consider unfollowing them or unfriending them as you did not ask for them to spout negativity in your face. You know, when I become a friend with someone on Facebook, I'm not saying, hey, send me all your political views. I'm just saying I would like to be your friend. That's it. I'd like to be connected to you. So consider unfollowing people like this. I mean, you did not sign up to get like all their wild, crazy views on stuff and complaining, right? So unfollow them. There's also unfollow features on Facebook where you can actually unfollow people without unfriending them. So I still want to remain connected to some people. I just don't want to see their stuff in my feed all the time. So it's your choice to control what you allow into your brain. Um, I believe I'm a pretty happy person and my input generally reflects that. So I aggressively unfollow complainers from social media, um, even if they're friends, like, you know, like I wanna be a friend, but I, I just can't take your constant, like, you know, uh, complaining or, or talking about something that I don't wanna hear. Um, I also listen to tons of comedy and podcasts on YouTube and podcasts and everything. So um, it's like constantly funny stuff, haha, ha, it's really fun. And I, for the most part, only watch funny shows. I'm pretty basic on my shows. I watch a lot of Seinfeld. I watch a lot of uh, Frasier reruns, <laughs> ironically. Um, family Guy, just dumb stuff like that. Play with a lot of kids and dogs. And so my brain, I would say, I, I, tr I make this happen. My brain gets like 90% happy input for the most part. And this is a conscious choice I've made over the years. And therefore, I think I'm pretty happy. Uh, so if you just input happy stuff, you get happy thoughts, you input sad stuff, you get sad thoughts. 
Anyways, I hope you get plenty of happy input this Friday, and I hope you enjoy these little uh, tidbits. And if you want to talk to me a little bit more and get some of your copy written in that caveman style, check out the copywriting course. We're doing a little, uh, a limited time, $97 a month option. We're, we're doing a lot of testing this year, the prices. So if you want to check out the copywriting course without paying the full price, which I mean, is already like one of the best damn values in the world, I think, um, then grab it right now at $97 a month. Anyways, hope you enjoyed this stupid email. It's swipe thought, uplifting picture, interesting and drawing. Have a happy, happy Friday. And I will talk to you later.